Good evening. Welcome to the Amateur Football Podcast with me, Tabriz, your host, the best grassroots centre-back in the UK. Yeah, I am bringing that saying right back. Hope everyone is well. Let's go straight into it. Let me start with Division 1 from the Southern Vets Football League. The games yesterday, there was just one game yesterday, Johnson and Phillips beat LSU Masters 2-0. And this is the table as it stands right now. Independent Vets first, Sporting Center second, Masters third, Charcoal fourth, Leone Stars fifth, New Park sixth, Johnson and Phillips seventh, Glebe eighth, Metro Gas ninth. And the fixtures for next week. Glee versus Metro Gas, New Park versus Johnson Johnson and Phillips in the Cup, Old Peps FC. I've actually had those guys on the show versus Sporting Santos, and Charcoal Vets versus Leone Stars. Let's go to Division Two. Uh, home win, um, Legends versus Bow Street. Uh, away win, Norwood. Lakers versus Kawuya and Seagas beat Parkwood Rangers for Zip. And this is a table as it stands right now. Hollington first, Wallenham second, Seagas first, Catford fourth, Kawuya fifth, London South United Legends sixth, Bow Street seventh, Parkwood eighth, and Norwood Lakers ninth. And these are the fixtures coming up on the uh, 22nd of April. Kouya versus Bow Street, Hollington versus Catford, and Warlingham Vets versus the Legends. So again, thank you to everyone that's uh, tuning in. Um, I have the pleasure of of like bringing Sean onto uh, today's episode, and yeah, we'll be kind of digging like deep into you know like in terms of what's what's kind of going on in Kent, uh, his, his like thoughts um, um, about the league and some other things as well. So, um, again, um, I just want to introduce Sean to the show. How are you doing, Sean? Yeah, not bad, thank you, mate. Not bad at all. Good stuff, good stuff. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for, for like, coming on. Um, before we begin, uh, could you just uh, tell us um, uh, a little bit about yourself? Uh, Football-wise, um, played a lot in, in sort of non-league football, sort of growing through. Done YTS at Welling uh, when I was 16 up to 18, 20. Went abroad and played for a bit, come back, played non-league, enjoyed it. Um, then got old, decided to play vets football, we'll carry it on. I think that generation of football that we couldn't give up. Um, and then... Yeah, sort of moved down to Kent with my wife five, six years ago. Um, and then we sort of set up a, a vets thing down here, down in Kent. We sort of did the Kent County League. So took a lot of teams over from, I suppose, about seven years ago now. It was like a friendly, sort of bunch of friendly sides down off and the Kent County League decided to get involved and said that they would affiliate it. Um, and they did. So the first year, I think there were seven sides. Second season, I think they decided into two divisions of about six or seven in each division. Um, and then I think it's just grown from now. I think it's just got bigger and bigger. 
Um, I started playing for Larkfield at the time. We we won the league the first year we was there. A good friend of mine got me involved. Um, and then we, we won the league. And then the, the, the gentleman that was running it at the time, sort of, uh, he'd done really well, but I think he lost a bit of interest. I think he, he didn't realise how, how sort of intense it was going to get at some times, which I think we all realised that as Vets managers. Um and then COVID hit. So then we decided that we was going to come out of Larkfield. They sort of give us an ultimatum and said, look, we've got to play on a sort of a park pitch. And us being over the age of 35, I didn't think it was unfair for the boys to plan sort of park pitches week in, week out. So we decided to stack King's Hill, which is our home ground, um, changed the name. We sort of pulled out of Larkfield and changed our name to Rubicon. A friend of mine was sort of, uh, I was affiliated to the Kent FA and the FA on a Sunday morning and I went by the name of Rubicon Limerick uh, and they, we were under his banner. Kent County invited us in. So last season we uh, had a bit of a nightmare really, sort of player-wise, couldn't get players out to fulfil games. Uh, paperwork, work. Uh, so they, and then to be honest, they, they relegated us on, on that which was quite upset but I can understand they got the rules but I think from us as a side we sort of took stock of where we was it was a good drop down for us and obviously we've had a great season so far obviously we've not won nothing yet but we've had a really good season and um, we've got a, a, a couple of good boys who work with me as well so we get all the paperwork in order and we're up there now and everything seems to be ticking over and the squad is sort of there week in week out which I can't ask for no more, really. Cool, cool. Um, just to let you know that your face has frozen on screen, but we can hear you loud and clear. I, okay. I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue. So, um, what um, what three words would you use to describe yourself? Um, in football wise, or just a normal day to day life? Uh, you know what? Let's let's kind of stick with football. Uh, intense. Um, very intense, very, very proud. And I say, I suppose if we're wearing my heart on my sleeve, and I think the boys who play for, for, for me, or we all play together, I think they'll realise that as well. That I'd give a hundred percent for them if they give it for me, and I think they'll know that, and I won't let them down, and I know they won't let me down, which is the way we sort of the way we set out. And um, if I was going to now revert. Um, those three words um, regarding your like life. What three words would you choose? Um, up and down, I suppose. Um, yeah, up and down. What can I say? Is up and down. I think I think football is a massive out for a lot of people. I think people realise going through the day to day drudgery of life, work life, home life, and I think football is there out on a Saturday afternoon. I think people, players of our age, our generation, maybe. We look to look to forward to Saturday, look forward to playing Saturday because it gives us that little bit of out because of what you have to do to maintain life, the grand update. And I think Saturday afternoon, for that hour and a half, people can forget about their life and just enjoy their football still, and no matter what age. Mm-hmm. And and um, why like do you think no one's talking about um, the Kent Vets League? I think I think the Kent Vets League is probably a bit overshadowed by the Southern Vets League. Obviously, the Southern Vets League is probably the best Vets League out there. I think that's proven by the stats that they probably throw out there regarding finals that they've got to and sides they've had in there, one bell, charcoal, Stansfield was, I was there, you know, there's, there's some good sides, the finals were a good side, there were some good sides in that league. Um, but I think when you come down to the Kent, I think Kent football, I spoke to someone the other day, they said that the, the Kent Vets football in Kent is the biggest growing football across the county. 
So if things can't be going that bad, with like I think but there's some good sides. There's some good players. There's some good sides in Kent as well. And I just think if people forget about that. There is other leagues outside the Summer Vets League. If you look at across, I don't know, it's the Surrey and Fanet League. There's loads of different Vets leagues, but. And there's probably a lot of good sides in there. You look at Herne Bay's got to the King Cup final this year. Last year, New Ash Green got there the year before. Snodland, did you know that there's some good sides from coming out of Kent and still competing with them sides? I haven't been successful in the finals, but they've still reached there, still beat sides in that league to get there, you know? So I think people, there's, there's a lot of good players and there's a lot of enjoyment coming from the Kent County League as well, you know? It's, it's, I think it's run, it's run quite well. It's, it's difficult, I think, because they... They run at the, is it the step five or step six? They run for King County. Uh, they bought, the, they took the vets under, under their arm, under their banner, and it has grown very quickly. Well, now they've got three divisions of, of eight, three divisions of nine, or whatever it is, and now they're looking to increase it again to a fourth division maybe next season because there's so many sides who want to get into the King County League, Vets League, and it just shows you the the, the, the strength of it in depth, mm-hmm. and 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 how how strong it is really, and what good good what what good players there is to be. In that divisions, in that league, yeah. Um, so, how, so how, how was football viewed in your household uh, as a child? As a child, I was. I had an older brother, and my my, my older brother was football eight years older than me. Football mad, um, and I my dad, my dad and mum obviously were just sort of come along with me and my brother. Really, my brother was eight years older. He he took it on for the mental piece, like from the start. Sorry, and I took it on after that, really, and played for different. Sad every. I can remember Sunday morning standing there in the freezing cold, thinking, uh, "Now, now you look at it, you think, why, why would they do that?" But it just shows you how dedicated. And I suppose it is a part of, of how much they loved you, really, as a side. You where you go and stand there. And I remember times watching my dad district games, watching freezing cold. Why, like, why are you standing there, Dad? But I, I would never question that now being a father myself you know I don't think you'd ever question that yeah and um, was there like a crossroads for you regarding you know if you kind of wanted to you know possibly turn professional or or actually kind of I going down the other route I never got the offer I was as I said I was at I was at done my YTS at Welling that was, was successful Steve Finn was the year Steve Barnes we had a good we had a good use side there um, but then I went as I said I went abroad and played for a year come back mum wasn't well so come back and then I never really had that try. I was I was a good amateur player, if you want to say, but probably not. I never really hit the marks that I wanted to play. Really, you know, captain the Kent side for a long time, representing England with the Kent side as well, which is a good thing. We went out to Estonia and played. Um, but apart from that, you know, I, you, you think if, you, if you're honest with yourself, to priest that you you know you are over there you're not like seeing Steve Finnan training every day the man played in a World Cup finals the man was a different level playing training with him every day and I think you feel you, you're you you're there but you're not really there you know there's a lot of there's a lot more that, yeah, I think there's a different level to be I think you could say you're good yourself but I think you've got to look at that level and be honest with yourself mm-hmm. and uh, you like mentioned that you played in Estonia yeah, I went out for the Kent. The Kent. We went. I played play for England out there with um, the Kent. Or well, the Kent side got selected, and we went out and played. Had some trials, and we went out and played. We played the Czech Republic, Estonia, and San Marino. And I think it was the region. It's called the regions. It was called the regions amateur, which was the step four, step four, step five. So Kent side. Yeah, it was. Do you know what? What great experience to winning the Kent. Class yourself as as, as a player. Give the whole full treatment, which was which was great. Um, we had, yeah, we had a couple of mixed results out there, which was, but the, the Czech side, I think it, the levels 
when we was out there, was a, well, I think we was level five, step five, and I think their equivalent was like step three, and it was like sort of their non-league sort of stuff. And we 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 done well, we all done well out there, but it was just just an amazing opportunity to go and, to, to go abroad and play for your country and at any level, at any stage, at any level, and kept your shirts and kept all the paper cutouts. It's nice to look back and keep it as a as a memorable thing, you know, to show my children and when they grow older and show my wife, but she just ignores it every two minutes. So for Rubicon, your, your role, um, you're the gaffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gaffer, kick washer, um, any, anything we try to do, anything to breathe, but do you know what? I love it. I love it. And I think if you asked a lot of managers out there, vets managers, they do it because they, they enjoy it. They love it themselves. And lucky enough, I can still play. What, 46 now? Still playing. Like last Saturday was was a pinnacle, really, for what we had. We, we got to a, like a semi-final, played New Ash Green, which were a really good side. They beat us in the Ken Cupper in the season 2-0. And we turned up Saturday, went down to 10 men after about 60 minutes. Done really well, held our own, and we talk, got through extra time. And I don't know if my body's made to play extra time no more to reach him, but... <laughs> Um, we've we, we done well we, we got there on penalties and but I can't that, them, them sort of Saturdays I think unless you play unless you realise what it's like to play at Vets football and it's really the camaraderie that we've got as a side and got as a squad I, I can say that like, you know you, 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 you fight for the boys you, you end up loving them don't you because they're your side that you look to, you stick together you, and we, we went we done really well last Saturday we went, we went there and held our own for yeah, and then we got a result in the end and probably we didn't deserve to win it and they didn't deserve to win it and that's why we went to penalties but like, we was there we was there and now we're in the final the first final was as Rubicon that, like, we've been going what two years now and it's our first major final obviously the league as well which is, we still can't forget about but that's in our own hands as well so we've still got eight games or seven games to go still in a short short period so I think we'll be there or thereabouts, but mm. we've got to, we've got to keep going, keep getting the squad out. Boys got to keep showing the same dedication they've shown for while well, till now. But we'll see, we'll see. What's been the biggest change that you've seen um, regarding vets football since you've been in the community? I think that, I think like I think if you go back to different generations to prove that for when we're, I'm I'm forty six, don't make yourself like twenty years ago. Yeah, twenty six yeah, yeah. For twenty twenty years ago, you 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 played Saturday and Sundays. You like you gave everything to play football on a Saturday. Gave everything to play football on a Sunday. Like no matter what, then you didn't want to let people down. You didn't want to let your side down. You wanted to go and play football. And I think the generations from obviously because because of life has changed as well. Like, but I think all them that era are now hitting that thirty five target, forty forty five. They're all hitting that era together. And still want to keep going, still keep want to keep playing because you can't give it up. You don't want to give it up, and and I think that's why football, vets football, is growing so much because the generations of people, the players that you've had, they know no different because we've had it all our life. But then I think if you're looking at, I think vets football will do a full circle because I don't see this happening in ten years time with the the the, the, the players that are, I may be wrong, I may be wrong, but the players that are there now. Will they be generating as, or will they be still wanting to play in ten years' time when they get into vets football? I hope so. Hopefully, they are because that's what. Uh, hopefully, they are. Hopefully, they are. Yeah. I mean, uh, one thing that I've realised is that vets football has become a lot faster now. Um, I think you know oh. people actually take it 
it take it a lot more seriously because when I started, I actually thought it was more like walking football, but it's but it's far from it. You know, you get ex pros, you get you yeah. know players from non league, yeah. you know, really, exactly. who, you know, people that actually look after themselves. Yeah, exactly. I've got a couple of boys play for me who played one played in the conference for for a long time. I've got boy who played like in the. Like, Ryan and Prim and they've never sort of leagues they they come and play and it's just like I think for last Saturday I had a friend of mine come and watch and he, he said to me after the game he said I couldn't believe how physical and how quick a Vets game of football could be and I think when people do come and watch you think it's a Vets football I think it's just, they just think it's all sort of middle-aged men just walking around just passing the football to each other but where you've got that that bite inside you to go and win a game and that what you've had for the whole whole of your life that doesn't it's not easy to give up to reason I think you put it on yourself that you still want to win you, your legs sometimes are not there but your mind is there and, and you still want to do it and that and that's why it's so so I think it's such a it's tough tough vet football is tough vet football is a tough tough because you never know what squad you're going to get out every week no one can commit to every Saturday or every other Saturday or the way things are. So one week you could turn up with, with 16, 17 players. The next week you could turn up with 11 players, 10 players. Because it's, that's the up and down of Vets football. So if you can, to be successful, I think, at Vets football, if you can keep your squad together and your squad happy, then I think you will win things. But it is a very thin line, very, very thin line that you, you, you've got to try and put a good side out every week be consistent every week and then and because if you don't you, you, you get turned over quite easy and because other sides other sides are in the same situation yeah so so you've spoken about um having having a quite a large squad um but i mean again there's also a fine line regarding ability of of each player where, yeah where, um where do you stand in terms of giving players a run out and also be- competing for leagues and for cups I think I think to be I I think for for me as a stance I think last Saturday was probably the first Saturday I didn't do it. I think if you turn up on a Saturday with your boots to play, you give your time up, you give your time away from your family, your time away from from home, time away from work. You deserve to get minutes on the pitch. You, I'm always you're never going to keep everyone happy, and sometimes you you do try. You know you do I try and keep as much people as many people happy, but at least again 45 minutes of football. At least to get them half hour football if they can, if you can, or, or or yeah, or be honest with players. But as I said, last Saturday was probably the only like first Saturday that I haven't. We was a semi final. It was very close, and and there was one person that didn't get on the pitch, and and I think that's and and yeah, and I feel sorry for that person really because he has given his time up, and he and to when he took it in the chin, he was he, he was fantastic about it. Do you know what I mean? So, but it's not a nice feeling to 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 leave someone out where they give their Saturday afternoon up to come and play football and don't get no minutes on a bitch. And it, it is it is a thin line between wanting to... Of course, listen, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to win every game. Of course you don't. Of course you do. And I want to be successful. Of course I do. But I think sometimes you've got to try and weigh it up about playing it and uh, weighing it up about what you can play, who you can play, and what you've got available to Priest as well. As I said, I've got a game Tuesday night. I had 16 on Friday. Now I've gone down to 13 already. Like, so before you before you go, then you, I know I've got another game next Saturday. So I've got eight games to play in what just over four weeks. 
And there's no way I'm going to get a side out. Well, hopefully, we'll get a side out every week, a strong side, which we will because we've got a strong side, strong squad. But I can't, you can't fulfill that many fixtures. And I'm not saying that's the league's fault. Of course, I can't. But there is other ways of looking at it. The weather's not helped. Postponements have not helped. Us having a good cut run has not helped for us personally as a side. Um, there has got to be another option to playing, to getting, instead of having eight or nine games to play within four weeks, is, is ridiculous at 35. It's ridiculous. Uh, but it is what we are where we are. And, and as I said, I'm not blaming the league for that. They're, they're still learning regarding the vets side, as well as vets football side as well. And, they, and I think they'd be honest with that when they, if you spoke to one of them, they'd be honest. But yeah, I think you just got to just be honest with players. You got to try and, as my, as I said, you got to try and get people's minutes on the pitch because instead of giving their Saturday up for nothing, like then I think that's unfair. Okay, um, what's been the worst managerial decision you've you've made in your whole career? <laughs> um, worst. Um, because he's only been a couple of years I, I don't know I, I don't know I wouldn't like to say because I don't really know I'd probably, I'd probably make him every Saturday mate the boys would probably tell you I make him every Saturday <laughs> every other Saturday but I think they're all perfect I think I'm perfect in every way but I know I'm not there is there is mistakes because you should do like I don't know I don't know like, to be, there's, there's probably loads of mistakes you, I, I think trying to play it's difficult because you because a lot of them are my friends are close friends and I think sometimes me being honest want more out of close friends and it causes issues I don't want to cause issues between me and my close friends when it comes to it to Breeze you know because my wife is friends with, we're all like all, all good friends the whole squad is all good friends but it's not a per- but sometimes I think it's personal maybe I, and I don't upset my friends because and that's the difficult part of it to Breeze and I think they all know they all know they all stand by the decisions that we make I think as long as you explain it to them or you try and explain it to them, sometimes it's difficult. But I think my most decisions sometimes is taking it to heart too much regarding my friends. I don't want to upset them. And if they're causing an issue between me and my friends, I'd, I'd be I'd be devastated because, to be honest, to be, my friends are going to be there a long time after football, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd actually look, I would love to know um, what you struggle with me- mentally. Uh Losing, losing. I think football-wise, losing, struggling mentally is losing. Is that I don't, I don't think we like to lose. I don't think anyone likes to lose. And I, I know everyone says is there's no such thing as a friendly. And I think there, there, there is not. There is, but there isn't. And I think if people are ever, if they're honest with themselves, that mentally, I think I think that's the one who's losing it and trying to make the wrong decision or if we throw the wrong decisions away, then. I think that's the hard one for me mentally is if trying to get around to get a defeat and trying to get a side out every Saturday. That's it, where we are. What about in life? Uh, it's just, I think mentally, obviously, I've had a ups and downs, marriage breakdown, children I don't see. Um, I think mentally that um, yeah, I think that, that they're the mental one. They're the ones I think you try and walk yourself through it and try and smile. And to be honest, I've been blessed with, with a, a, a lovely wife now. I started again, and I've got we've been blessed with a little boy now. I wouldn't say I was blessed with him because he's a little he's feral, but uh, uh, but no, he's, he's my boy, and, and I've been blessed with him, and I wouldn't miss a time with him because I have missed time with, him, with my other children that I don't see and stuff. But 
that's mentally that's the thing I think was really rocked me personally. But you, I think if you look at it and come out stronger and try and put your wrongs right, if you if you look at it, if you say if you yeah, a mistake is not a mistake if you learn by it. If I feel you know, if you can learn by the mistakes and then they're not a mistake because you've got something out of that mistake, you know. Mm. And um, if probably in the next 10, 10 15 years, um, if you could literally talk talk to your boy now um, about you know your like career in football and and also one one parting gift that you could send to him in his life journey, what would it be? I think I think plan. I think I would tell him just if you if you if you played football, play football for your life because I think you have friends throughout your life with football, and I think you you don't you don't realise how many friends you generate through football, through playing football, playing against teams, other teams, how many people you 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 know you you meet, and I think that's the way that I will tell tell my boy that if you, to play football any any sport any sport at any level. Just to just to enjoy it, to, to have the, the the camaraderie of of fifteen boys together throughout your life, you you realise how many friends you have because they stay with you. You know, you stay together when you go to school, and secondary school, you play football, and you, and then them friends become your lifelong friends. And and I've got a couple of boys in my team now that uh, are my lifelong friends. You know, and I wouldn't change that. And that's because of football. And that's what I think you've got to thank football for. And I think you've probably yourself, you've probably got so many friends through football that you probably would never have met if you hadn't played football. Yeah, so true. So true. Can you give me three tips or three pieces of advice to become a better manager? <laughs> um, give up playing. That's the other thing. <laughs> give up playing, but... I think I find it very difficult to watch when I, I feel like I can still play. Um, for some free tips to become a better manager, I think to um, I think the, the, the thing that the better thing is, to, is I think that the, that question should be asked to players that you, you you play they play for you because each person would probably be give you a different answer to say where where I'd be better or worse. And I think if you per, if I personally put my hand on that and said that. Sometimes I, I I do take it too seriously. I do I, I do I, I, I do take it to heart, and I know it's vets football. And I know people say it's only vets football, Sean, but to me it's not because that's I, I, something you you I've loved for all my life, and probably all, all the boys who still do it now I've loved for all my life. And like you, you see, like some of the boys' dads, they still come and watch us now, and still on a Sunday and Saturday, and they're in their eighties, seventies, eighties, and they still won't miss a game. And even when their son's not playing, they turn up and play, they turn up and watch us, and because they've had that all their life. So I think three tips. I think from my point of view is sometimes you've got to take a step back, and, and it's not let it not let it bother you. One, not I say let not bother you, but try and take a step back and try and try and enjoy it as much as you possibly can. As two, and three is that you have, have the right people with you. I, I, as I said, I've got a couple of boys, a couple of my boys and, and close friends as well that help me, and that they do fantastic. Man, because I think you sometimes you do need that person to talk to as a manager on a Friday night. And, or chew their ear off and try and ask them and talk to them and, and because 
sometimes you don't think the right decision. You might, you might have your blinkers on and just think, and they, and they come back and go, but what about this? What about that? And I think that's another tip that to talk to the people you bring, get involved with football in your time and your squad and then let them have their, their say. Because I, what I do on a Saturday as well, if, if one of one of the three are, are not playing, then they run the side and they're, they're, they make the calls as they see it, is what they do. It's nothing to do with what I say then. They, they see it from a, a pitch side. I might see things on a pitch, but they can make the decisions that they see from the sideline. And, and if, including myself, if I'm not doing it, they can take me off or change things around if they don't think it's right. But I think if you talk to people, in, and then you're going to get the right answers back. And answers they might, you might not like that. You might not like them, some of the answers, but at least they're the truth. At least then it opens your eyes and opens your mind to other ways of avenues and what you can do and where you can play people and what you can achieve, really. And that's what I think we've done this year. We've achieved a lot by the, the three, three of us really sticking together and having a chat on a Friday afternoon, Friday evening, Saturday morning. Because, as you know, in football, fits football to Bruce, fits you, that your side changes Saturday morning. You can have two phone calls. Before before one o'clock, you say you could have a start at eleven. You think, oh, what a great start at eleven! Then all of a sudden, you've got a, two of them start at eleven, haven't turned up, or stuck at work, whatever, and then you're down to bare elevens because the two and it's so. I think that's the good thing about it as well is that you're trying to counteract them phone calls. But that's, that's the three tips I'd say. One one is definitely listen, listen to talk to people, listen to them. One is to take a step back sometimes and not f- take it to heart as well, you know? You've got is it eight or nine games left plus the cup final. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, I might put you on the spot here. Who's who's the one player in your squad that that needs to knuckle down, that like has the potential to... To, to really stake a claim, but it's, but it's, he's just not there yet. Yeah, I could say I could say thirteen names to Bruce. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer that question, mate, because I know they're all texting. Oh, I can see my phone down on mental. So I know. So no, listen, it, there's play, the boy the boys there. The boys who got us in the semi final. The boys who put a shift in last Saturday. They 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 they, they are. Do you know I can't. Can't ask for no more. Like what they've done last Saturday. So players who want to get in the cup final side now, I've got to dislodge this, the players that turned up last Saturday and, and put a shift in. And that's just me being honest. I think if they ask me the same question, I'd be honest with them on the phone. Do you know what I mean? I think the boys who, who was there last week put a great shift in. And then for cup final, you, you've, you've got to, I think you've got to be a bit loyal to the boys who've done us that. Of course. But they're players that now, as I said, they've got seven get league games. They've got to go and push themselves in to get into that that cup final squad. As you said, you can't. I can't play everyone. Can't play everyone. I wish I could sometimes, but you can't. You can only play eleven, and you can have your four subs, five subs, and then that's that's all I've got. That's all I can take. But I don't think I can personally say one player because the whole squad, for what they've done to get us where we are now, deserve to play. Of course they do. But I can only play eleven, and then as as we sit here now, I spoke to to, to Danny earlier. My was my assistant that we, we've got to go. We've got to send a lot of stuff over to the league. We've got to try and be fair to the boys who, who was in the semi final. I think they'd all agree that they they put a shift in. So I think that's that's my answer to that one. Mate. Without I I individually oh, picking players. Oh, oh, okay, well there must be one player that slightly 
frustrates you, like, you know, like, you know, has a kind of, you know, an absolutely magical moment, and then within a few minutes, it's just absolutely like off the head. Who's that player? Like, Mate. I need a name. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sean O'Keefe. That's the one. He frustrates the life out of me. <laughs> no, so no, let's just be sitting up. For this, we all, we all, we all think we, we all think we can win the World Cup. We all think we should be playing in the Premier League. Even at 45, 46, of course we do. We can all be armchair analysts. Who, who we can be, can't we? But you know, when you're playing, when you're playing, you, you so when you're playing with players, I play centre half. We play a three and the two players on either side. You know that whoever, whoever it is. They they frustrate the life out of me, and I'll probably frustrate the life out of them. But I know when the chips are down, they're going to put it in for us because they got me next to them, and I'll do the same for them and the boys in midfield. And obviously, when you're a striker, you can just score goals, man, and think you're fantastic, and that's all that matters, isn't it, really? So they they, they that's it. It's true, if you got like, listen, the boys. And I think vets football is is if you've got. A centre forward, and, I, and I'll be honest: if you think, if you've got a centre forward or a couple of centre forwards who have got a turn of pace and know where the net is, then you've got half a chance of going somewhere. And, and to be honest, we've got a couple of them, three or four of them, which is good. But you, I think that's in any vet side. I think you'd be honest if you spoke to a vet, another match manager, you said, oh, "I miss a centre forward. I'm lacking a centre forward. I need a centre forward." And I think that's the difference. Like Glebe, they've got Terry. I know Terry well at right front and Chaka had a, a couple of good centre forwards. I think if you've got a centre forward that has got a turn of pace and can score a goal or knows when the back of the net is, then you're you're halfway there to being a, a good threat side. Um what's the standard of refereeing in your league? <laughs> um <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say okay because I've got eight games to go. I'm gonna say okay, <laughs> just in case any one of them listening or anyone hears what I'm saying, I'm gonna say okay. Do you know what? No one wants to be a ref, and I'm and I'm my worst critic. I don't leave them alone to priest, and my boys tell me every week, shut up, shut up, and I don't leave them alone. But they've got a tough job to do, and no one wants to do it. And I, and I've said to the league, we've had, we've had league discussions. They've they've approached me and said, I said, look. You, you might want to agree to Brees that are, they're struggling for referees. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Vets football struggles for referees. I think they're struggling for referees across the board with ev- with all football. So I'll, I'll, I'll put a suggestion forward to the Kent FA and, the, and Kent County saying, look, why don't you, why don't you, you want to fast track referees? Why don't you, you, you put the 16, 17, 18 year olds in Vets football for two seasons? Let them go and cut their teeth at, at, at men's football, the boys who have played at a decent level and uh, know the ins and outs of a game if you want to say it and then then go and fast track them then go and assess them when they've done a year in a Vets League two years in a Vets League then go and put them on to step five step four whatever you want to do but give them a ground instead of just chucking them in give them a ground to go and cut their teeth in and then go and deal with people like myself or go and deal, deal with, with, with players who have played a long time and know what it's like to get on the referee's back to try and not feel intimidated, but to learn it. But if but at, at a stance that it ain't going to go any further, it's not going to go any further. That's like it, it's, it's said in jest. It's said with let them deal with it. But then the day that they are, they are still referees. But at least then they can learn very quickly, and then 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 go and fast track them. 
then Garnet Carver joins the ground, do step four, step five. I think that may across the country, Garnet Garn put if Garn set up a, Garn set up a, 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 where they come out of kids' football and they want to go into men's football referees, put them in a vets division for a year, two years, let them go on there, but but explain that to the, the vets teams at the A team every year, every league. Say this is what we're doing. This is what we need you to do as a club or as a team to get more referees in the game. We want them to cut their teeth in vets football, and we need you to not not nurture them, but like have that have that respect that you don't lose them because they're not getting threatened every Saturday or Sunday morning, or they're getting attacked. They're getting told. And at the end of the game, in 90 minutes, you shake their hand. No matter what's going on, if they've sent you off or whatever they've done, that 90 minutes, you shake their hand and they can move on to the next one. So they all learn from that experience that they've just you've just generated as well in that football. And the, 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 league, the league have took it on board, to be honest, to praise. I think that probably across the country, if they want to get referees, because there is no fact that referees are... No, why would you want a referee? I see some videos on Twitter and bits and pieces. Why would you want to go through that? Why would you want to give your time up to going through that? Why? What? Someone like why? I, I wouldn't. I would want my son to do that, and probably you wouldn't. Well, you're, like you won't do it. You've had to move. Do you know what I mean? So these these people have got to realise that these people turn up for their forty quid a week. They don't deserve that. They don't deserve. Uh, listen, I'm the worst one to so say. I, I I don't leave them alone. But at the end of the ninety minutes, I'll shake their hand and then go from now. But yeah, I think that you you've got. To, I think we've got to, as a. As footballers as well, to brace in all levels and all grades of football, you've got to be. We've got to try and get referees back in because in the, the day, mate, if you ain't got a referee, you ain't got a game. Yeah, so true. And that's right, it. Um, that's disgusting. No, okay. Well, I mean, I've I've got a suggestion for you. Would you? Do you think teams would be prepared to 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 actually raise the officials' fee from forty, let's say, to seventy, seventy or eighty? Because then you will literally attract uh, more more people, and and again, you know, I'd say the caliber of applicants should be better. Maybe, maybe, but then, but then I'm going to spin the coin now as a club, right? So from our from our point of view, we pay 110 pound a week for a pitch. We pay 45 pound for a referee. Time, time you pay your kit, the kit to be washed is 20 quid. So you work that out, you've paid 180, 190 pound out a home game. If you've only got a bare 11 or 12 and you're charging them a 10 or a game, you've only got 120 quid back. All right, you have got your weight fixtures, but in some respects, you're never going to generate that amount of money. So if you want to increase the, their fees by that amount of money, then, then that's going to be generated by, you've got to generate that another way. From other people to turn up and play football and play ball, well, like I say, okay, well, it's 20 quid this Saturday, boys. It's 20 quid this Saturday instead of it being at a fiver or a tenner. So I know what you're saying. Of course, I know what you're saying. But I think if you are looking to get referees into the game, looking to get younger referees in to, to, to have a future of referees, because obviously the Kent, I know the Kent, the Kent League, they struggle with the scaffold because the scaffold take priority because they're a step above. Um, so they get they get the priority of, of referees. They take their intake if they're short. Um, but I, I think the referee situation has got to be looked at across the board, and, and, and it has across probably across the country that it's probably just the, the stats too that our, our referees are falling away. And uh, we we had to cut the young referees this season and like last season, and then we played. We, we was walking. We were, I remember we was playing a, a game. We walked across the pitch, and with the referee we had the week before, 
he was getting like nine attacked by the two teams in uh, like a, a vets team. And like we we ushered him off. Me and a couple, me and a couple of boys ushered the referee off. And then I spoke to the league about it after saying, "What's happening?" Here? And the re- the, re- the ref got suspended because he stuck up for himself. The ref got suspended, and he had like twelve or eleven players having a go at him, trying to get him into. So why why would that kid want to come back? He's just been suspended for sticking up for himself. He's a 16, 17-year-old boy, but having a, having a, people having a go at him. Why would you want to come back? Why would you want to? 40 quid. So true. So true. true. True, it's true, it's true. So I just think, personally, to get referees into the game, one is you've got to start them to get them to bleed their tooth in, to bleed, to bleed it in well. And then I suppose you, you can only discipline sides so much with referees. But when it comes down to it, if, as I said earlier, if you haven't got a referee, you haven't got a football match. Let's talk about your cup final. Um, and, and again, like this is, this is something that like, you like must be so excited about. Right. And, and the, and the lads must be raring, raring to go. You, you know, even though there's about, you know, seven, eight games left. Yeah, yeah. To be, to be, to be, the good thing is we've got, like, it, it, as you shows you, we've got a, a, a league cup final with two, two different, two sides in the final. Both we, we both beat good sides on the way through from the first division from the first division. So it just shows you how strong that that, that both leagues, are, all leagues are, all all the three divisions in the Kent County League. Um, but no, listen, I, I'm over the moment. We're like we, we we've done so well to get this is our first final as a club, a first major final as a club to get to in t- two years we've been running it's, it's fantastic like absolutely fantastic and like to, to get all the stuff that comes with it we're going to have our presentation of the night like, after as well our club so we know that we're going to try and make a day of it as much as we possibly can win or lose obviously winning would be fantastic and uh, and as I said you, you've got to be in it to win it mate you know, if, you, if you're not there you can't win it but we're, we're there and, and I can't ask for what they've done to get us to the final, the boys, we've, we've played week in, week out, Saturday after Saturday, quarter final, second round, quarter final, semi final, all in the space of four weeks. And then we had a league game mixed, mixed in between that. And you, you um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for it. You know, I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited to just uh, have, a, have, a, have a side that I can uh, have, have, have our side, my side, my club in, in a final. Win or lose, we, we, we made a massive step forward as a club, you know, and it, obviously we want to try and get the double, it's in our hands, so we, we, we've got a good opportunity to get the double, so yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. be there or thereabouts, we'll be there or thereabouts, but you've just got to play as many games as we can in a short space of time now, so mm-hmm. as I said earlier, we've just got to get the squad out every week and a side out every week, and then when we turn up, we've got to make sure we turn up and go and win the game. Yeah, yeah, so um, you are sitting third right now, but like um, you played nine, so uh, yeah, there is a strong possibility that, you know, you could actually... Yeah, well, you know, as I said, yeah, we, we we threw some silly points away uh, against Larkville. I think we we turned up in a bad bad pitch after it was sorted a lot after the Lord Mayor show. We played midway in the second round the week before and got a great result two one. And we got Larkfield like listen, Larkfield is sort of a friend a friend side of each. We all know each other, but we turned up windy day, bad pitch. As soon as we turned up, I think even myself, we could see that we didn't want to be there. Went. We went, went up, went one up, shots, then we went sort of, went free to up with 10 to go and we have to give a penalty against us and uh, it was it was strange. But it's but we'll be there, as I said, we'll be there, we'll be there or thereabouts. We'll be there and hopefully I'm not counting my chickens too off, too thingy, I don't want to be too, so we, we, we've got the right attitude, the right man attitude, but we'll, we'll, 
will turn up at the final or will be there and then we'll, we'll give them a good game and obviously I know they'll give us a good game and a good side as well we've played them twice in the league so far lucky enough to beat them twice but as you, as you know that don't mean nothing so we've got to um, see us through now to the end of the season This we haven't as I said to the boys the other day we haven't won nothing yet we're in the cup final let's put that to bed now for six or seven games just go and win the league and then we'll cut to the final and take that as a one off and we'll have a, a, a great evening after for the presentation and uh, as as Cup league and cup winners, really, which would be nice, but a long way to go. And uh, what makes Rubicon Limerick FC so special? And and literally, there's like one word I don't want you to say, oh, or like one sentence I don't want to say we're a family club because that you know, no, no. I want to put that out of the window. Do you know what? Do you know what, Tabrice? We ain't we're in a family <laughs> club. We ain't a family. <laughs> no, we are in a family club. I and all don't really care what they do. No, they. Um, what makes us so strong is that we've got a a friendship bond, if you want to call it. We're we're friends that you don't want to let your mate down. You don't want to turn up, and that's what the boys have generated this year. We tried to generate that you don't let your mate down. You don't let the, You don't want to let your mate down. So the, what makes us a bit special is that we are quite tight-knit. We are a tight-knit squad. We are a tight-knit, a tight-knit club. And we try to keep it like that as well. And I think if you look, if we lose that as a... Uh, lose our way a little bit, and I think things will, will go the other way because players come in and out. But I think if you keep your nucleus together as a side, as a squad, that we are all friends. We are... As I said earlier, the girls were all, 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 all friends together, you know, and uh, the kids are together. You know, we, we've we've created lots of stuff like like Ruby Crash, we call it on a Saturday as well, where the, the, some of the older kids look after the younger kids so the dads can play football. And these are the things that we've generated as a club, you know, and uh, and that's why we're special. That's why we're special is that because all of us look out for each other wanna 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 be there for each other in respects of, of not even just football, like for, for players that who can't play or have had some bad injuries and, and like missing seasons, you know, we, we make sure they're okay still. They once they're once they're one of us, they're going to be one of us for and that's quite cheesy to say, but we look after your own to Brees, I think, in that in that sense, and that's what we've tried to do. Yeah. And if like, anyone wants to know more more about you and also the club how can they contact you? Uh, I think, well, we have got a Twitter page, mate. It's not the best because I set it up. So I'm like a caveman <laughs> when it comes to them sort of things. Uh, I think one of the players said to me the other day, he said, have we got an Instagram page? I was like, speak to someone else. I ain't got a bloody clue. So <laughs> if we want to set something up, then I've got no problem without setting it all up. But yeah, we're, we're on Twitter and we're, we're on the Kent website and we're on the Kent League. And if players want to get involved in the Kent, uh, as I said earlier, the Kent County League is... He's one of the, he's a strong league. He's a strong football league, and it, as I said, it just shows you with the Kent, Kent Cup, the Kent, uh, the Kent Cup. You obviously got on by this year. You had New Ash Green last year. It's not a year before. So these clubs are being rep- like the Kent clubs are being represented against the Southern Vets clubs. And as I said, to you, I'm not saying that the Southern Vets league isn't the strongest league out there. Of course it is. They went down. I think that I think I'm stupid to say that it's not. But we're, but we're, we 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 hold our own down here. You know, we're all our own in Kent and. We want to like just just say that we some people want to come and play football, want to get involved in the Kent side. If you're living in the area, then like, there's loads of sides around here that 
want to play football and, and want players to play. And then to, to, to generate, that's what I, I moved to Kent, what, five or six years ago and I had a good friend who, who got me involved and, and now I've got so many friends through football down here and it, it's, a, it's a way of meeting so many people as well and, and getting involved in something quite special. Mm, amazing. Sean, manager of Rubicon Limerick FC, thank you so much for like coming on. Again, um, thank you to everyone that's been watching. Please like and subscribe and I'll see you next week Sunday. Thank <laughs> you.